Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Stacking the Box. I am Matt Verderam alongside Josh Hill. It is Monday afternoon, April 2nd. Hopefully you had a great Easter or Passover, and hopefully you watch the national championship game tonight. It's not football, but hey, it's a national championship. It's exciting, Villanova, Michigan. But for football, there's plenty to get to here as we're finally in the month of the draft, only yep. three and a half weeks away. And we've got to talk about the number one pick, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah. There's a report from the MMQB, it was in Peter King's column, that the Browns are probably going to take Josh Allen mm-hmm. with one of their two picks, I would imagine would be the number one overall pick, instead of Sam Darnold, instead of maybe even Saquon Barkley or some yeah. believe. Josh Allen, number one overall, thoughts on that? Well, I know you're a big fan of Josh Allen. So. Huge, yeah, huge. I'll get um, to that in a minute. It's... I don't know how much I'm going to put into this with because this is we're we're getting deep into smokescreen season yep. for the draft where you're going to hear this team wants this guy. This, the Brown, if I'm the Browns, I'm not telling anybody who I'm taking the second day of April. I will put it out there though that hey, I want to take this guy. So then the the Bills, the, their ears perk up. And they're like, uh oh, we got we got to make a move. The Cardinals, the Dolphins, maybe. They're going to make a move now. So now you got the wheels turning on some of these teams. Maybe not at number one. Maybe Josh Allen doesn't go number one. I don't know if the Jets would take him at number three, and I don't think that the Giants are going to take a quarterback at number two. So you could be in a situation where maybe the Browns go Bradley Chubb number one, and then you've got maybe Saquon or Quentin Nelson go two. Sam Darnold goes three to the Jets. Then you've got Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen still on the board at four, and all of those teams that are like, oh, God, the Browns are going to take a quarterback now. They like Allen. I want Allen. Now you've got things moving. So I'm you know, big fan of what they're doing in that front office in Cleveland right now. This, I, I'm not going to say that Josh Allen's the guy. I'm more interested in what are the politics at play here and where are the smoke screens going up. Well, look, you know, when Peter King reported this, he said it was, it was a friend of John Dorsey mm-hmm. who's familiar with his thinking. And I, everybody who's listening to this show knows I'm a big fan of John Dorsey. He yep. went to Kansas City, totally rebuilt that team. He did it oh, to yeah. the draft. You know, you could talk about his salary cap issues, whatever. In the draft, he's been as good as anybody. Oh, yeah. uh, so I think if you're the Browns, I'm taking the quarterback that I want, number one, because I don't want to be getting my third pick there. Because I think mm-hmm. the Giants could trade out of that pick. Maybe the Bills get up there. And if the Bills and the Jets take a quarterback, then you're getting your third mm-hmm. guy, uh, potentially. Allen, to me... You got to look a year ago. Dorsey took Patrick Mahomes, traded up, gave up a first-round pick, went 17 spots to get Mahomes. And what is Mahomes? He is a guy who's a big build. He's got a cannon for an arm. Yep. Okay. Josh Allen fits that profile. He is a big-body kid. He can throw the ball through a car wash and not get it wet. Right. The question I have 
is Mahomes in college, his completion percentage was very good. It was in the yeah. upper reaches of 60%. Josh Allen, 56.2% each of the last two years. You look at the history of quarterbacks this century who were taken in the first round who were under 60%. They are by and large terrible. Mm-hmm. Really, the only guys who were under 60% for their college careers and under 60% for their senior season, who are good, Matt Ryan, Carson Palmer. I have major concerns about Allen, but if the Browns take him number one, to me that opens up a little bit of like, okay, well then where's Sam Darnold going? Where's Josh Rosen going? Mm -hmm. Rosen's coach, Jim Moore, came out on NFL Network and said that he would take Darnold over Mora, or over over, uh, Rosen, rather. Mm -hmm. So fascinating to me, but the Browns, I would go quarterback. I wouldn't go Allen, but apparently if – Peter King's source is correct. That's what they're leaning toward. Who would you go then? You're, you're John Dorsey. You've got the number one pick. You're on the clock. You've got to turn that card in. What name is on that card? I would take Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. I just think, you know, look, I think Rosen actually has potential to be the best of all of them. Mm-hmm. But I also think Rosen has potential to be more of a bust than Darnold. I just think he's a, a lower floor, higher ceiling guy. Mm-hmm. I think Darnold has the potential to be a very good quarterback. And I don't think that the floor is very low on him. Of course, you never know with injuries and whatnot. But if he's healthy, I think Darnold's at least a good quarterback Mm -hmm. with the potential of being a very good quarterback. I think the other guys, the the floor is lower. The ceiling might be higher. I just, Allen, to me, that completion percentage, it just scares Mm -hmm. the daylights out of me. And if you watch the tape, it matches up. It's not a bunch of guys at Wyoming dropping passes. He just is inaccurate at times. And if you can't complete passes at the University of Wyoming... Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to do that against the NFL defenses? That, that concerns me with that. So let's say Josh Allen goes number one to the Browns. Mm-hmm. What do they do at four then? Do they take Saquon Barkley? What does that mean for the Giants at two and the Jets at three? Because, you know, we've really got a lot of moving pieces here at the top of the draft. But once that quarterback or whoever the Browns take is locked in at number one, any number of scenarios can play out. Yeah, look, I think you're right. And, and the last time the three quarterbacks went consecutively to lead a draft mm-hmm. was 1999. Okay, number one, <laughs> Tim Couch. Yep. Number two, Donovan McNabb. Number three, Keely Smith. Smith. Yeah. So, oh boy. <laughs> do, does that happen for the first time in, in twenty years? I think it does because I, I agree with you. I don't think the Giants take a quarterback, mm-hmm. but I think they're going to trade out of that pick. That okay. that's my opinion. I think the Giants will trade out because I think the Bills are going to offer a ton. They have multiple picks in the first round, second round, and mm-hmm. third round. Uh, but if the Giants were to stay there, I think Barkley or Chubb goes. Mm-hmm. And I think the Jets go quarterback. And then Bradley or Chubb, one of them still on the board. I think the Browns would take whoever's left out of that group. Right. They aren't going to take Nelson because they have Joel Petonio, who they're paying a ton of money to, and Kevin Zeitz, who they're paying a ton of money to. So guard is set for them. Uh, I think at that juncture, they would either trade out or they would, trade, or they would take the, the remaining player of Chubb or Barkley. All right. Well, we're going to find out April 26th is when the draft is. Jerry will. And there you go. And we will be live on Facebook. You will be there. I will be there. Mark Carmen, Kayla Canaram will be hosting our draft show on the fan side of Facebook page. We'll also have Michelle Bruton there. Yep. It's going to be fun. We're going to be whole first round, whole first round analysis, fun times. You're not going to miss it. Humiliations. It's going to be great. It's like gonna we're going to predict who the pick's going to be before every pick. Uh, you, myself, and Michelle will be doing that, and, and as will Kayla and, and, mm-hmm. and Mark Carmen. And so then, if we get three picks wrong, and of course we will, it's a long draft. Uh, we will get a humiliation, which can range for a litany of different things. And we're not going to give away what they are. You're going to have to join us. But April 26th, make sure to check us out right as you are now. 
fan-sided Facebook page. Uh, it will be the most entertaining show going that night, believe me. Yep, tune in about maybe 10 minutes before the draft starts. Yep. We'll be there with you. But before we can get to the draft and before we can get to Facebook Live Fun, we have to talk about NFL rule changes. So the biggest one to me the, that they decided on was this new rule about having, not being able to lower your helmet if you're a runner, if you're a quarterback, if you're a defender. This, this significantly changes the game to me, I think, because once you explain a little bit of the rule for people that don't necessarily know what this new game changer really is. Yeah, so, so they, they had an owner's meeting in Orlando last week, and so the idea was they talked about some new rule changes, and then they're going to vote again at the end of May, and they have another meeting mm-hmm. on basically setting those in stone. I believe the meeting's in Atlanta. Uh, the, the idea on that specific rule is any player who lowers his helmet at any time making contact with an opponent is subject to a personal foul penalty and subject to an ejection. Now, it's not automatic. Ejection's mm-hmm. not you know, – it's, it's subjective. The official makes the call. Uh, but to me, this is going to be a nightmare to officiate. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you feel like it's a good rule or a bad rule is inconsequential. The problem is, if you're an official, and let's say it's third and seven, okay, and Aaron Rodgers gets flushed out of the pocket, he's running for a first down, and he dives headfirst for first down and, and makes contact with his helmet mm-hmm. on an opponent's ankle. Is that a 15-yard penalty? Because he lowered his head and made by contact the rule with the book helmet. it is. So. And so, but, like, if you're an official, by the book, that's a penalty. But if you call that penalty – you're going to call 50 penalties a game. Mm-hmm. That, you know, the other question is if you're a running back, you're Ezekiel Elliott, right? And, and you're running through, the, through between the tackles, mm-hmm. guard and center, and you lower your helmet to make contact with the linebacker. If you don't lower your helmet and you stand straight up running through the hole, you're going to get killed. So I don't, I don't know how enforceable it is. I think they're going to just have to go for blatant, open field. Mm-hmm. Guy lowers his helmet and tries to put it through somebody's chest. That, I think, is enforceable and realistic. But, but the, the way it is right now, the letter of the law, I think they're going to have to significantly massage this thing over the next couple of months. So what happens when Tom Brady goes on a quarterback sneak, lowers his helmet, and barely brushes a Bills defender on the arm? Are we going to get an ejection? I think. Or is that, is that going to be like a Jesse James situation where it's like, what do we do here? Like, is this something where – Tom Brady's going to get kicked out of the game? Is it going to be a 15-yard penalty? I, I agree with you that it, it's going to be officiated differently, and I think that there's a lot of pressure on the officials right away to kind of dictate where this goes. And, you know, it's not a fun thing for fans to think about, but, you know, you think about that Calvin Johnson catch so many years ago against the, the Bears. wasn't a catch. You know, it, it, has, it can significantly change a lot of the game, I think. Okay, I think you always want the game to be safer if you're the NFL because you're not looking to have another lawsuit on your hands. And frankly, look, it's you true. want to take care of the guys who are building up this league, and that's the players. You mm-hmm. don't want guys walking around CT when they're 40 years old or, or ever. You mm-hmm. know, but the point being, the NFL has got to be careful about how they implement these rules because the last thing you want is a league that is slower than it already is in terms of replays and penalties. Mm-hmm. We have more penalties now than we've ever had. We have more replays now than we've ever had. Now, by the way, another part of this rule, these things are going to be reviewable. So you know, if oh, you boy. call a targeting penalty, a guy gets thrown out. Now, now you're going to sit there for five minutes and, yep. and analyze from every angle. Was there intent? Was there not? I don't know how you do that. That is – now, look, there's going to be some clear-cut ones. Like, like, okay, AFC Championship game, Barry Church hits Gronk helmet to helmet. With this new rule, Barry Church is gone. That is a helmet-to-helmet targeting mm-hmm. out, right? 
But you mentioned the Tom Brady situation. If he goes over the line on a quarterback sneak and makes contact with his helmet against a Bills player, they're going to make Tom Brady apologize because they're not throwing him out of the game. There's no way in a playoff game or big game that any quarterback's getting tossed out. So you open yourself up, though, to every official's going to have a different interpretation. And if I'm the coach of the Bills in that situation, I am screaming that Tom Brady should get a 15-yard penalty. They're going to have to really, really parse through and make this rule crystal clear. Because if it's not, you have a whole other can of worms you're opening. Yeah, something that is crystal clear, though, and this is unrelated to this rule, and it's actually our next topic, the Oakland Raiders. What the heck is going on with John Gruden? That is not crystal clear. Marquette King, arguably one of the Raiders' best players, for no reason whatsoever. So on one hand, we're talking about this new rule and, oh, how is this going to affect the game? How is this going to affect these outcomes? And if you're a Raiders fan, you're like, I don't care about this new rule. I care about Chucky at the top here cutting our best players. What the heck's going on? Look, I, I want to give credit. And I, I, somebody tweeted about but it. was Football Outsiders. that They said that Marquette King added more expected points to the Raiders last year than Derek Carr did. Okay. There you go. Like Marquette King was a better player last year than Derek. And that doesn't mean he's more valuable than Derek Carr. I'm not saying that. You know, it's quarterback to a punter. But anybody who says, oh, it's just a punter. Mm-hmm. Watch football. Like, punters matter. Okay. Yeah. Like if you can punt the ball 50 some odd yards in the air and not get a return against you, you're flipping the field. And I'm sorry. Have you seen the Raiders defense? They need all the field behind them they can get. Okay. Mm-hmm. The last thing the Raiders defense need is a short field behind it. There was a report. Uh, Bill Williamson, who's right for fan side in the past, uh, he, he said that he has sources who say that this was more about King's personality than it was about his on-field play. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? Marquette King's never been in trouble off the field. I know he's had a couple of personal fouls for celebrating. Mm-hmm. You can't tell him not to do that. You're paid $100 million as a head coach, and you're worried that you can't corral your punter? <laughs> I, I mean, you could argue that outside of Carr – Cooper, a couple of the offensive linemen, and Mac. He's the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. He's a 29-year-old, second-team all-pro punter, and you didn't even get a trade for him. You cut him, and he didn't even meet with John Gruden. He never got the opportunity. He showed up at the building, and they told him, oh, I'm sorry, you're cut, pack up your stuff. Uh, listen, you never know. Maybe it pans out for Gruden and the Raiders, but that team – it. it there has been nothing this offseason that has made any sense to, a, to an outside fan or an outside analyst. It, it's been a very strange job by Gruden thus far. I'm all in on this. I love the chaos. <laughs> Are you all in because you think it's a good, he's doing a good job? Or are you all in just because it's a circus? I'm all in because it's a circus, and I'm waiting to see how this is just going to miraculously turn out. And then John Gruden's just going to be scot-free. Like, I, 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 I believe that he has a very long road ahead of him to try and get this to work but can you imagine if like this works like John Gruden gutting his roster of his good teams taking the game back to 1998 all this kind of stuff and I look the Marquette King thing it blows my mind because as soon as he was cut like I think the Vikings called him up and they actually have a pretty good punter yeah so the fact that you have a team that went to the NFC championship game who has one of the better punters in the league immediately calls the guy you just cut it's not a great sign that's a bad sign so and we Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. 
Use promo code RADIO and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. We talked about this last week. At what point does Reggie McKenzie step in and say, look, man, you're, you're burning this down because what John Gruden did in his Tampa is he ran Bruce Allen out of town because all of the bad decisions that were made that ruined that Super Bowl team in 2002, John Gruden pointed the finger at the front office. So as long as he has a fall guy, that's a dangerous game for Gruden and the Raiders to be playing. Yeah, it is. And, you know, Mark Davis last week at the owners meeting, there was a quote where he basically said, I am paraphrasing, he basically said, Reggie McKenzie answers to John Gruden at mm-hmm. this point. Well, of course he does. John Gruden's getting paid $100 million. We talked about this last week. And I feel like we talk about the Raiders a lot, but they, they've been in the news. They're, mm-hmm. they're newsworthy. Look, to me, this league, whether it's the rules or just the rosters, it's trending young, mm-hmm. it's trending athletic, it's trending explosive. Nothing that the Raiders have done this offseason is trending in those ways. They yeah. are trending toward a geriatric facility. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. I'm shocked Jeff Fiegels didn't get a call here. Why is Ray Guy not getting a phone call? Like, I, I just, to me... I, I understand with Gruden, he wants veteran guys, mm-hmm. no nonsense, grit and all that. That's all fine and good. It's not fine and good, though, when you're replacing better players with, <laughs> with worse players who are older and you're creating holes on your roster. Yeah. I don't, to me, if I'm Denver, if I'm Kansas City, if I'm L.A., I am, I am thrilled. You paid nothing for this, and you're getting better by, uh, just by the fact that the Raiders are getting worse. So... I don't understand it. Maybe Gruden is just a mad scientist and it's all going to work out. And if it, if it does, full credit, we'll give him props. But I, I just don't. Like, where is this going? What are we – are we just going to run two tights and a fullback <laughs> out there every play? Like, it, it's crazy. I'll tell you where it's going, Burger Ram. It's going towards the Raiders having 25-1 to 1 odds that they're going to go to the Super Bowl. So, Which, by the way, is just mind-blowing. Yeah, so the, the, the Raiders, all of these moves that they made, somehow that they're 25-1 to 1 odd – to win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl is, is phenomenal. The team across the Bay, actually, the San Francisco 49ers, also have phenomenally good odds to get there. And you take a look at the offseason that they had. They got Jimmy Garoppolo. They've got, they added, you know, Jarek McKinnon, which we can see how that plays out. They've got a top 10 draft pick. So with the Super Bowl odds coming out, we've got the 49ers. They're ahead of the Broncos, a favorite team of yours. But down at the bottom, we have the Browns at 80 to 1 odds, and right around in that same area. So, Vegas is saying that these teams are either as good as or worse than the Browns. The Bears, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Bills. Do you disagree with any of those five teams being associated with the direction that the Browns are going? I don't even know if I'd say I disagree. I just find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, the Bengals, if there's been one hope for them over the last 10 years, it's like, hey, we're not Cleveland. Now you're Cleveland, <laughs> according to Vegas, right? So. I think the Browns have done a nice job of getting themselves off the deck after mm-hmm. two very rough seasons. That said, if you said to me, you got to bet your life, mm-hmm. are the Browns going to finish with a better record than Washington or Cincinnati or Miami? No, I, I mm-hmm. think those teams are all better. The Jets, you could argue, eh, you know, they're going to have a new quarterback probably as well. So, you know, maybe they're. But the one that sticks out to me is the 49ers, 14 to 1. 14 to 1. Okay, they're one of the top 10 favorites in the league to win the Super Bowl. Now, Vegas does not set the odds based on what Vegas thinks is going to happen. It sets the odds based on the money coming in. Mm. So people are betting the Niners hard. I love what the 49ers have done since John Lynch has gotten there. So take, other than the Reuben Foster fiasco, everything he's done has been, has been terrific. I think the Niners are going to compete for a playoff spot next mm-hmm. year. 
all due respect to the 49ers, I don't think they're winning a Super Bowl yet. I think they're on the right track, but that's, that's aggressive. Yeah. How they're 14-1, to 1, they're ahead of a team like Houston, they're ahead of Atlanta. I, I, don't, I don't see that. I don't understand yeah. that. Uh, you know, but, and, then, and then we talked about Oakland 25-1. to 1. Oakland's got the best odds in that division. Yeah. How, somehow. Is, is Vegas doing science fiction now? Is bet, like, in what world are they 25 to 1? All the betters are excited about the Raiders coming to Vegas. That's, that's exactly. they got home court advantage. Betters are betting hard on hey, the Vegas Raiders, and it's <laughs> Gruden and all that. But I love what the Niners are doing. I think the odds are, first of all, to me, if you're going to bet odds, you're betting New England. Yeah. Period. They, it's, the conference Easily. is awful. New England's great every year. Mm-hmm. Like, you pretty much know that the, if you're betting on New England to win the Super Bowl, they have to win one game. Because they're probably going to get there, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, to me, the NFC is so much harder to bet because there's so many good teams. Yeah. You, have a, you have that gauntlet in the playoffs with the AFC. Who's not knowing England got to beat? Yeah. So you mentioned that the 49ers are 14 to 1 odds. Actually, the Rams are 10 to 1 yep. in that division. So would you say that that's a safe bet? We talk about the 49ers did a lot this offseason to get better. You know, the Rams, they add in Dominican Sue, they make these trades, they get Marcus Peters, they've got Aqib Tlaib out there. I feel like this idea that we're still sleeping on the Rams as a Super Bowl favorite is something that needs to stop because that is a ferocious defense. And a lot of people are already comparing it to that dream team that the Eagles threw together right. a couple of years ago, and it didn't work out. But Sean McVay knows what he's doing. He established that last year. Jared Goff got better. That defense is ferocious. So, I mean, if we're going to talk about the Patriots being a safe bet, I think that if you're a better and you're looking at these odds – I'm, I'm look, taking a hard look at the Rams because that one game that the, that the Patriots might have to win might have to be against the Rams. I don't know with that defense and the age on that Patriots team if that's going to be a game they can win. No, listen, that, that's fair. Uh, the Rams have done a great job. Nobody's added mm-hmm. more big-time guys, yeah. right? You're talking Sue, Marcus Peters, Keith Tlaib. Goff is a young kid. He should continue to mature. McVay now, second year of his program. Got Wade Phillips. Mm-hmm. God, I love the Rams. The Rams are absolutely in the mix. But again, I'd go back to, is it a safe bet? I'd say anybody in the NFC is not a safe bet just because there's so much competition, yeah. right? Like, that would be my main concern. Uh, I would bet New England if I'm betting anybody. But to me, the Niners, over. I'll, you know what you want to sleep a pick? The Chargers, 33-1, to 1, I think they are at least interesting because that division's completely wide open. You mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but I w- if I'm betting, I'm betting New England all day because of that conference. Well, if you do bet, then you can use your winnings and go to Fanatics and use the code FANSIDED, and you can save 15% on your order of $50 or more. And, you know, betting on football, winning all that money, getting some back after buying some of your team gear, your Rams Super Bowl gear get if that, you want to. Get that Josh Allen Browns jersey. Get the Josh Allen Browns jersey. There you go. Fanatics, use the code FANSIDED. It's spelled just like the site that you love and you read every single day. We'll get out of here on this one, Vertoram. Rob Gronkowski's been in the news, unsurprisingly. This time not for party antics or some kind of clubbing that he's doing. It's for actual football reasons. Uh, After the Super Bowl, he came out and said he wasn't sure about his future. That spurred a ton of rumors about, oh, he's going to retire, this, this, and that. And we've had reports ever since then that there's friction in the Patriots' locker room, which is not surprising. We've talked about it numerous times. But it was, got, it was getting to the point where Gronkowski trade rumors were actually a thing. He says he's not going to retire. He says he's going to be back as long as Brady is there, which is a smart decision by a man who doesn't make a lot of smart decisions. But should the Patriots consider trading Rob Gronkowski – 
and capitalizing on this because we took a look at what they did last year, trading Garoppolo, trading Brissett, kind of gutting the future of that team. Can they trade Gronkowski and maybe recoup a little bit of that for, say, I don't know, Josh McDaniels taking over in a year or two? No. <laughs> no. Look, Gronkowski's 29 years old, mm-hmm. okay? He is the best tight end of football along with Travis Kelsey. He is a great player. He is, if he retired today, he's a Hall of Famer. Okay. Okay? Five-time, first-team All-Pro. You have a 41-year-old Tom Brady. Okay? <laughs> you just, as you mentioned, traded quite a bit. Yep. And you're not getting that back. Brissett's gone. They've traded Chandler Jones recently. They've traded Jamie Collins. Mm-hmm. Like all these guys, by the way, that, that would have helped maybe in the Super Bowl. A little bit. But they traded Garoppolo for a second-round pick. If, if I am New England, I am riding this current team until the wheels <laughs> fall off. There is no chance of trading any of these guys. And then I tell Josh McDaniels, you got five years. Because our fans aren't going to get on our case. We just mm-hmm. won 18,000 Super Bowls. We, they know that it's going to be a rough riding after this. You go for it now. Gronkowski's mm-hmm. under contract through two more seasons. Yeah. I'd I play it out. I know there's been reports that he and Belichick are at odds. Get over it. Mm-hmm. You're all big boys. I'd play it out two more years. I think this is it for Gronkowski these next two years. I think Brady might be gone. I know Brady's 45. I think he might be gone. Two years more, whatever, retire. Gronk says he hasn't touched a dime of the money he's gotten from his contract. Mm-hmm. Right off into that sunset, go to Hollywood. Say in two years, Gronkowski hits free agency. Yep. It, retirement's the option, obviously. But if you are, who is the team that should go after him the hardest to try and get as much out of him as he can? Because he's going to be older. There's going to be a lot less tread on those tires. But he's also still Rob Gronkowski. So, and we saw Tony Gonzalez, who's arguably probably the best tight end to ever play the game, went from Kansas City, went to Atlanta, kind of extended his career a little bit when he could have ended after the Kansas City era and he still right. would have been as good as he was. Do you see Gronkowski maybe having that epilogue on his career before he does go to Hollywood and become the rock light or whatever yeah. he's going to be? It's hard to say because you don't know two years what people are going you know, teams are going to look like. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's just going to retire. I think his body's been beat up. He's like, you know, you look at him, so he's gronk, he's huge, but he's always hurt. He's yeah, always got a forearm true. injury, a back injury, concussions, uh, torn ACL. I, I think he's going to move on. But if he's around, look, I think you go to a team that has that veteran quarterback that maybe you're a player with, like, like Green Bay, mm-hmm. or maybe the Rams at that point with Goff, you know, or, yeah. or, or Seattle with Russell Wilson. Uh, but if I'm Gronk, like, what does he have left to prove? You know, you play a couple more years, you collect, uh, you know, another whatever it is, $20 million. Brady retires, Gronkowski retires, Belichick rides off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. And the thing I'm looking forward to is forget about all that. I want the book. I want to oh, write yeah. the book. Because <laughs> you know one of them's writing a tell-all about oh, the years yeah. in Foxborough. That's when, that's when all the, the hornet's nest opens mm-hmm. up. And, you know, we find out that you know, Brady was making people pay for TB12 water <laughs> and all this stuff. But I think Gronk, two more years, you move on, maybe you win our Super Bowl in that time, and that's it. But, hey, listen, if you're Gronkowski – Get out with your health. Yeah. Get out while you can. Yeah. There you go. Jeff Perlman's writing a USFL book, I think, right now about that. Next project, the Foxborough years. That's what I want. I will read that all day, every day. That's what I want. Well, listen, we are three and a half weeks away from the draft, as we mentioned earlier in the show. Fan-sided right here on Facebook Live, right where we are right now. We'll have that show for you. Josh and I will be joined by Michelle Bruton. Uh, Kayla Canaram will be hosting alongside Mark Carmen, and we will break down every single pick. We'll be with you all throughout the first round. So please come on and join us. If you enjoy this show, you'll certainly enjoy that. We're going to be serious with our analysis. We're going to have fun with it. It's going to be entertaining. 
Uh, so please uh, mark that down on your calendars. But for right now, we are done with this edition of Stacking the Box. Please go on iTunes if you're watching and give us uh, a subscription, give us a, a rating, a comment. And if you're already listening, well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, and so for the end of this week, he is Josh Hill. I am Matt Verderam. Enjoy your week, and we will see you next Monday at that point, less than three weeks away from the 2018 NFL Draft. So as you graduate and head out into the world, there's only one thing that you need to know. Hi, this is Jamie from Progressive. Yeah, I can talk now. Progressive protects you 24-7. So tell me what happened. Oh, I'm sorry, Gene. Can you give me one second? Um, brush out for every meal. Congratulations and thank you. Sorry about that. I'm back. So tell me about this fender bender. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms.